The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Pollard streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Give us your phone calls, 888-855-2297. Send us a text message Do it. on the Talk, Talking Cowboys podcast text line, Do it now. 817-290-3298. We will be talking to Cowboys Nation all Day, all day. Long. Let's go. Get on the lines, man. We want to talk to you people. There you go. Yeah, we got, J- we got we got JM in the building today. JM, <laughs> bop, bop, bop. we need like the the air horn. Yes. Yes. Just in the back, I like that. What's up, John? What's going on? Listening to little Jerry this morning. Listening to little Jerry. He uh, he went for about 17, 18 minutes yes, there, maybe did. even longer. There was a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Pretty impressed with how they played on Sunday. I know you guys already discussed it, but yeah. I, I want to hear your thoughts. I didn't was... expect it to be that lopsided. No. I, I mean, I didn't either. Uh, I just I felt like Bill Belichick would have something in his bag for them. And uh, I looked at that early second quarter as boxing, UFC, whatever, into fight where it looked like, you know, Cowboys had a little bit of an edge. And then there was a Jalen, that Jalen Tolbert hit on the punt return. And then they they come back and you know, get the Dante Fowler sack fumble, and then they go for two. And in that little space of time, it just reminded me of a fight where this guy gets dinged up pretty good, and you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's more left to this fight, but that guy's definitely hurting right now, and it's going to be tough for them to come back, you know, and they were going to have to have something in their bag to come back from, and I don't know if uh, there is anything in Mac Jones's bag to come back from something <laughs> like that against that defense, you know, if they were playing against a different team maybe, but against that defense and how fired up that defense was and how they played like we expect them to play from the very beginning – that, that was really impressive, you know. So, um, huge, huge answer because of the fact of, man, can you imagine going into this game at 2-2 two and two if they would have lost that game? It would have been so bad. So, uh, to respond with that type of an effort, uh, I thought that was pretty pretty impressive. So, it sets you up to where this game, uh, I mean, this game was always going to mean a lot, but it makes you feel a little bit more like, okay, they're they're in, they're back into being in maybe that same conversation um, with the 49ers, but I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm more intrigued in seeing that game now than I was if, let's say, that would have been a close game against the Patriots or they lost to the Patriots. I would have had, like I said last week, I had them a little bit lower on the rung. I still have San Francisco at the top. I, mm-hmm. I do think that they would be the favorite right now to, to win the NFC, and this will be a great test. Um, so, And I'm not nearly as concerned about the red zone issues I think everybody else is, you know, yeah. just because of how sloppy or not sloppy, but how just the style of those first four games even the three wins it wasn't like you really needed the offense to put up some big numbers so that will be this will be the real test this Niners game of, of where this offense is you'll be five games into the season if you have some major issues there then then we'll see we can we can talk more about that obviously but what a what a great test this is going to be just because of the fact of this this offense is really the reason they've lost to the the Niners the last two times in the playoffs you know the defense did enough the offense they needed more from them and so with Mike McCarthy calling plays and some different pieces on offense, how different will this be, uh, or will it be the same as, as it's been against the Niners? Are they still a rung higher? So, 
Yeah, I think even Jerry Jones talked about it a little bit this morning, saying that he would put the Niners at the top of the list of favorites to go to the NFC or go to the Super Bowl, rather, out of the NFC. And, I mean, it, it, this game itself probably doesn't have as, uh, the, the same amount of draw as it would if both teams were 4-0. But 4-0 and 3-1, and there's still going to be plenty of eyes yeah. on this game. I think everyone will be watching this one. Everybody um, and their mama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a this is that test, and we've talked about it plenty. I mean, we were talking about a week one. They blew out the Giants forty to nothing, and John was ready to hit the Madden sim to week five mode. Like I always was. I never changed with these other games. Yeah, I'm not saying that the players should have been that way. I'm not saying you guys should have been that sure. way. Sure, for me. But John wants to see him against I've the seen 49ers. over the last 10, 15 years. I needed to see. I want to see how they stack up against the Niners. That still will tell me. Mm-hmm. That'll tell me way more than any of these first four games will. Yeah. What are some news and notes from today, Nick Harris? Well, you took one of mine saying uh, that, that Jerry said this morning that uh, he felt like San Francisco was the favorite. I don't, I don't really know if he, he was saying it as if he felt that way or if he was just talking about the general public and the betting odds and all those things. Either way, I thought it was just an interesting comment to make at that certain point. I thought at least in initial listening, I thought he said that he thinks they're the favorite. Like that's his opinion. whole NFL. He said it was he thinks he, they're the favorite right now to win, to win NFL. the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> to win to win oh, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I, and they I are, thought he said make it. No, no, no. And they are Ooh. in Vegas right now too. Yeah, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, they are the betting odds. I mean, favorites. you got the Chiefs. You know, opening the season, losing the Lions, messing around with the Jets. I mean, they're yeah. they would be the clear AFC favorite. Yeah, I would agree. I'm talking Isaiah's about, sitting here shaking his head. I'm talking about Vegas. You don't like Vegas? Nobody cares. I mean, the first players. I mean, <laughs> Vegas knows something. The players don't care. Vegas always knows something. I was about to say, whether people the players definitely care. Or care. Not. The players don't care who's projected to be that's in the true. Super Like, I'm just that's telling true. you from our perspective, we don't give a doggone. We we know it's a tough team, and that's all that matters. And, and they beat you the last few times. So Don't say doggone. Doggone it. No, chest. I can't say it with my chest all the way, Kyle. Huh? Uh, but no, I mean, that's, that's from the players' perspective. Like I said yesterday, this is get back. This these last few times you played these guys, yeah. they have knocked you out the playoffs. So they Period care about that. That's that's it. It's disrespect. And, you know they they walked up in your house a couple years ago, and they walked in with their little boom box and they sent you on your on your little merry way, right? And then today, I mean not today, but last year, they sent your butt home last again. It was just like this is this is for respect. This is for respect. And it's not like either game were blowouts. I mean, it comes down to right mm-hmm. to the end. Your offense in both games had chances to win that game and, and couldn't get it done. Now, last year, obviously, they didn't have Tony Pollard. I think that game might have been different had they had Tony Pollard in the second half. So um, maybe that was a factor. Maybe they have the answers. Maybe Mike McCarthy calling the plays will make the difference. We, we will see. But um, I have my uh, I have my doubts about um, uh, it, it becoming a, a defense, like on the Cowboys' defense. I think it's, it's one of those things. If the offense shows up and they answer in the red zone, uh, I, I think the Cowboys got a great chance of winning this game. So in terms of the red zone, everybody keeps talking about the red zone, right? And I know you say you're not that concerned about it. I'm not that concerned about it either. However, like at the end of the day, Coach McCarthy, I was telling some of my business partner actually this. He was like, man, we got to figure out this red zone thing. I'm like, no, nah, that's how he talks to you. You got to figure <laughs> out this from? red zone thing. Louisiana? No, nah, no, nah, he's from, he's from uh, Houston, actually. Uh, Wait, which one of these? Jared. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was hey, like, is hey, that Jared? Hey, Dad, we struggling in the red zone, Dad. I'm like, no, nah. I said, no, nah, we're good. He's the best. Listen, Coach McCarthy can only call the plays, right? He's calling their proper plays against the, pro- against the defenses that are being present, right? He's guessing right, right? It's a guessing game. You call a play based upon what the analytics say, the defense is going to present, right, based upon down the distance, personnel groupings, all that stuff, right? It's literally a mind game, right, back and forth. It's chess. So he's calling the proper plays. Think about how many drops there has been in the, in the end zone. 
At least two that I can think of. Schoonmaker yeah. this week and uh, Hendershot. Ferg. Further. Right, I think Ferg had yeah, a drop, too. There's some things that, right? like that that have happened in the red zone, though, that make me think that it's not just us talking about it. They're talking about it in there. Yeah, but they're, oh, they're drops. Yeah. But these are drops. They're not like they're like you're struggling to get guys open. Oh, no, no, you know no. I'm saying? Oh, these, yeah. are, these are like just drop opportunities because had those been touchdowns the way they should have been, yeah. have then players, it's a different story. Then they're not even talking about but, the red zone. But how many yeah. drops have there been from Brandon Cooks? He hasn't even seen a target yet in yeah. the red zone. I mean, like in, uh, I mean, Michael Gallup had the one where it was P.I., but then it was picked up. And we need to go back and was, watch the pregame show I mean, from last I'm week. Just saying, we broke it down. There's, there's I'm things, just saying. There's, there's elements that are missing of this offense in the red yes. zone. Yes. That's no doubt. Is it as big of an issue as – it, it, it has been, at least in the media and, and across Cowboys Nation, probably not. But if it rears its head like it did against Arizona, then it is an issue. And that's where I have it. You haven't needed it in three of the four games you've played so far. Yeah. It's been a no, relatively non-issue. I'm, you're going to need it against San Francisco. No, you're going to need to convert. You're going to need to actually like deliver. I don't, think that he sure. sh- I don't think that Coach McCarthy's struggling to come up with great concepts in the red zone. And I think that's really the Oh, narr- I don't think that either. Yeah, but I think that's the narrative going around uh, right now, right? People are saying, oh, the red zone struggles. Yeah. Are they really struggles? That is a narrative, or, or, and I disagree, too. Yeah, and yeah. I wholeheartedly disagree, right? Mm-hmm. And I watch a yeah. fair amount of film. Like, I, like in the beginning, I'm like, okay, first game, second game, okay, you got to figure this out. When I say figure this out, I mean, like, actually, like, take care of your assignments Ex- as players. Execute. Yeah. Execute, right? Make the catches. You can't afford to drop balls in the in the red zone. You just can't. You work too hard to get down there. You have 80 snaps per game, right? I think we're averaging, like, 75, right? It was maybe mm-hmm. 50 some 60 some 80 something and then the 70 some again right yep. some around there anyway so you're averaging around, around 75 plays a game you just got to convert and in and, and three touchdowns that i could think off off the top of my head have been dropped three touchdowns and you could throw in the pollard carry on sunday is basically like in that same category yeah. just because pollard went the wrong Execution. way if he goes the right way yeah. he walks in on touch walks in so i mean so there's, again it's not so you don't think that's in there it's a not a mccarthy bit? thing mm. at all you don't think that's anything that, that that's in their head I, no. I think they notice when they're inside the twenty. I'll I say that. Too. I think I think I it's a, I think notice it a little bit more than they did week one. Does that affect their play? I don't know. I'm not in that moment. I'm not the guy who has the brain in that moment. But I think inside the twenty, they're looking around. Okay, we got to score here. And I think there's a little bit more urgency in that. Yeah, and there will so. be for this game too because of the fact for that sure. this is one of those games when you watch it. Like you've watched the Patriots for so many years when they were in their dynasty era, where yeah. you're you're a team trying to knock them off and your team gets in the red zone, and they settle for a field goal, you're like, yeah, that's not going to get it done. And that's how I feel about this game. Minimum three touchdowns. Cowboys have to score at least three touchdowns to win this game. They will not get it done when it, yeah. with just two touchdowns. So when they're in the red, they have to, they have to capitalize yeah. in this I, game. I just want to squash the narrative that – Oh yeah, that they is, don't have coming the right from scheme the schemes. Or, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it feels like. Like yeah. people aren't saying, "Oh, we're just not we're not finishing plays, we're not making the catches." That's not the conversation. The conversation is, "Oh my gosh, they're just struggling in the red zone." That's false. That's false. It's interesting. You one of the best points I thought you brought up just from like a player player's perspective during the game when we, mm-hmm. when you and I were watching in the studio with Barry and Nate, and you said Bill O'Brien right now is is losing his mind yeah. on the sideline because he's calling the right plays there's separation there's openings and just lack of execution yeah. but at some point the lack of execution has to fall back on the coaching staff too at some point right no not all the time not, all, not all the time I mean, I mean i mean you mean did you watch you the game last night yeah you watched the game oh, last night you know Dabo Dabo's yeah. losing his mind yeah he was too. literally yeah. losing his yeah. mind look at it it's on tv right now we're watching it right now i mean he's i mean there's only so much you can do as a coach as a mm-hmm. listen his the, the players sweating. the players have to prepare Right, the players have to prepare mentally, 
and they have to prepare physically, right? Physically, it's their job to get themselves ready. There's a whole strength and conditioning staff that is there in place, okay? Aside from that, they have the dietitian staff in place, okay? Mm -hmm. So they have a responsibility to get themselves physically ready, get your rest, get your nutrition, get your weights in, right? Get your conditioning. That's their responsibility as players. On the mental side of it, their job is to receive the coaching, Right. So the coaches has to get them ready. So the coaches are sitting in there with the scouting department. They're sitting in there with all the analytics. They're doing their film breakdown. They're doing their their strategy. They're creating all these different schemes and game plans. And they're drawing up 150 plays a game, whatever it might be. And they're handing that down. And now they're teaching the players. Right. So their job is to simply get their minds right. That's all the coaches can control. Get your mind right. Take the mental Make sure you relay that down to the players, and then let's take it to the practice field and make sure that we feel comfortable running these things, right? We're going to take the, what we worked on mentally, right? We're going to apply it physically, and then we have to convert that from to the game. But from the coach's perspective, all they can do is make the proper predictions. That's all they can do, right? Nick, I think you're going to call this on defense. So guess what? As Coach McCarthy, when we line up in 11 personnel on the 20-yard line, I'm calling this play because it says, analytics say 67% of the time you're in this coverage. And if you're in this coverage, this is the play that I'm calling because I feel good about it. Oh, we got. Oh, there it is. We got it. Got the coverage. Got the play. Got the snap. Drop ball. Mm. I can't control that. I can't control that. That's when I look at the players and say, Kyle, catch the dog on ball. But it's frustrating, hey, let's see another day. It's, 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 <laughs> I understand how it would be frustrating if you're a coach. For example, using the one that we were just mentioning over our shoulder here. Um, if you're Brian Dable and that doesn't work out for you, that can be your job. Absolutely. And and, and, and you can have the best play calls. Yes. And you could drive, but you went to a situation where your, your quarterback's getting four years, 160. Yeah. It's your job to fix it. Absolutely. You know? And so that's that's the part where like I see some of the frustration there. And yeah, you, you kind of understand. Because personnel yeah. comes into it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. personnel comes into it. And, and the thing is, Dallas doesn't have a problem with personnel. Mm-hmm. Dallas just has a problem with execution right now mm-hmm. in that part of the, of the part of the field. That's also, just also real quick, it is pretty interesting that it and it speaks to how good the Cowboys are, is that everybody has focused on that one thing. And let's be honest, if there was something else. There would be focus on that. Yeah. If there, the red zone was great, there'd yeah. be focus on that. Everybody's like, nitpicking. Yeah, exactly. Because the fact of, like, you just go back to training camp, you would have thought for sure that at this point in the season, we would have had at least a couple games where we're like, yeah, I don't know if that not signing a kicker until late was a great idea. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah. there's just so many, like, little things that have happened that outside of red zone, it's obviously the offensive line health. Yeah. And that's really about it. Everything else yep. has been outstanding. Facts. And that speaks to, because I feel like, we're not doing this show five days a week to sit there and not bring up anything that might be bothering a team. I, I, I'm sure they're doing that in San Francisco. I don't really know know if there are any weaknesses there, yeah. but there are very few teams that just sit there and go, "Yeah, man, everything's rolling." You know, and I don't know if there are yeah. any that even say the that. The only concerns that I've that I've had this year, right? It hasn't been the red zone. I just mm-hmm. I just know guys just aren't converting. It's been the interior line on both sides of the ball and controlling the line of scrimmage. That was my biggest fear going against New England. That's mm-hmm. why I thought New England was going to win the game, honestly, before knowing that Zach Martin and Tyler Biotis were going to be active. Right? My my mindset was, "Hey, it's going to be rough." Right, they got a, they have some big boys up front. They can they do a great job controlling the line of scrimmage. They're disciplined, right? That was my mindset going into it. Well, mm-hmm. we get our we get two of our three guys back, starters back, and they go out there and control the line of scrimmage. As long as this team can control and at least have it even around the line of scrimmage, they're always going to be in a good position to win ball games. I do wonder. I'm not saying that the Cowboys still wouldn't have won, but I do wonder if Christian Gonzalez doesn't get hurt the impact that that has. I do still think the Cowboys win. I just don't know if it's yeah, necessary. I mean, they lost, their, they lost their two best players on defense. They, Arguably they their three. I mean, Peppers yeah. went down, too, because yeah. they had Judon down for a significant amount of time. Yeah. Looks like a bicep 
tear. Tear. He, he tore his bicep yeah. and Gonzalez tore his labor. Dislocated. And, and I'm telling you, I always go back to that to the two years ago when the Cowboys lost to the Niners in that playoff game. Mm-hmm. I always go back to the fact that they they were at home. They had a chance to go down there and score. I'm talking with like a few minutes ago, not that last season. Oh, last last series. And they didn't have Fred Fred Warner out there, and they didn't have Nick Bosa. It's like, man, that's exactly what you'd want. That should be. But to the 49ers' credit, They've built this thing there yeah. that is just so like thing. <laughs> that it's at so many different levels. Whether you're talking about the receivers blocking down the field or just how they next man up on defense with you know guys that aren't all first round picks and things like that. Like it is pretty wild how they've been able to overcome some of those those big injuries and big moments like that. Yeah, there's so many elements, so many storylines to this game. The, all week long, I feel like the energy level is just higher. It's mm-hmm. heightened in this building because everybody knows what's at stake on Sunday night. And not, and not only just another game in the regular season, there's a lot of pride at stake between these two organizations. All right, when we come back, we're going to hit the podcast text line, 817-290-3298. You can also give us a call, 888-855-2297. Already have some great questions mm. lined up. We're going to hit that coming back right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor 
the Dallas Cowboys. I love them goats. I love them oats, but <laughs> I do. I love the oats. I'm a, I am a Quaker Oats guy. Are you? I, I ever since I, I was, was just waiting. I, I knew you wanted to kind of put it in there. Well, I was, did you know? Okay, at least just, this is a fun fact. Okay, so the Quaker Oats. So you guys know when you get the box and it has like the little single packs. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Okay, fun fact that after you pour your oats into the bowl, all right, that the actual little shaker bag, little container, if you fill that up to the line, that's the proper amount of water that you're supposed that you're supposed to use in your oatmeal. I thought everyone knew that. Is that everyone? Yeah, thing? I That's did like not a, know that. Oh, you didn't know that? I don't eat oatmeal though, so I wouldn't know anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> you gotta get your uh, oats, John. You gotta get the Quaker oats. Breakfast. It's a super yeah, trusted superfood. He's I, all ball. If yeah. I have a Gatorade no in the morning, that's that's <laughs> about, that's good for me for a breakfast. That's accurate. Uh, Gatorade. Same. All right. Very nice. <laughs> you guys are both coming to my training class, okay? Yeah, hey, that and, sounds I, fun. and I'll pass out because I am not properly nutrition. Exactly. You gotta get your superfoods. I'll just start my morning with Wingstop and Miller Lite. Honestly, no. Honestly. Yeah, I like that. Black Rifle <laughs> Coffee Light with Miller Lite and the Beamer. Nah, that was something we talked about really previously. I'm a really wake so up. So much work to do in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of work to do, we had a fan picker on Friday. It was Mike in New York. And Mike in New York always has the energy. He has so much energy that it wasn't just the fan pick em segment on Friday. He's our first caller here oh, on Talking Cowboys Uh-oh. on a Talking Tuesday. Mike, what's going on, my friend? Isaiah, what was that prediction on Friday? Oh, he came out hot. I knew it. I had a bad week, Mike. I had a bad week. As soon as I saw Mike's name on the list, I was like, he's coming in hot. I knew it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Hey, you know what? Hey, listen, that's why we make predictions. I had the bubble guts, but it just turned out to be air. Mm -hmm. It was just air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mike, tell tell Cowboys Nation uh, what Isaiah did on Friday. Oh. He picked against the Cowboys. He said, ooh, the Patriots, the name. He said, the Patriots, the Patriots. They're, they're going to they're gonna beat, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna beat the Cowboys and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it's, so it's all good, though. So, I don't know. I just, like I said, come into the keys, couple of keys for the San Francisco game is obviously can't turn the ball over and we got we to gotta stop McCaffrey. We, we got to shut him down. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the call, as always. Fantastic Thanks job. for keeping me on, as my I appreciate well you, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> I will say, uh, off of the McCaffrey thing, yeah, this could be a good time to play them. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Coming off of four tutties? Yeah, because when you have the defense that the Cowboys has, mm-hmm. you want them not to go in like the Arizona game where it's just like, we'll show up, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You want them to go in where everyone's talking about this guy coming off this monster game. Should he be considered for the MVP? You know, no no running back's got an MVP since Adrian Peterson. Like, I just think that sitting in there with them, like little thing I, at the top I, I of the list there. I, yeah, I think they'll be they'll be very very motivated, very very locked in for McCaffrey. Now, is he still gonna possibly have a good game? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best players in the NFL. That's mm-hmm. gonna happen. It's not it like you're gonna completely sh- yeah, you're not gonna completely shut him down. But um, I think that there'll be full awareness and there'll be full focus on him to the point where it kind of makes me think, well, could this be a big Kittle game? Could this be a big Ayuk mm-hmm. game or somebody that you're not focused on nearly as much because everybody's kind of looking at this McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey thing. So Yeah, that's part of the... the Isaiah's shaking his head, though. He doesn't like this take. No, I, just, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this is a team you don't key in on players, right? You try yeah. to shut down the scheme. And the, the, the reality is the scheme has kicked your butt the last two times you've played them. Hmm. That's the reality. It hasn't been... <laughs> what, 
I wouldn't necessarily say it's kicked their butt. Yeah, I don't think it's kicked their butt either. I mean, average of what, what, 21 and a half points? Would yeah, you say that's kicking their butt? their butt? I don't give a dog on what the score is. I'm talking about in It's on two the losses. Yeah, it's two losses. It's two and losses, they control yeah, the for sure. I, I'm I think of what happened. The struggles have been more Yeah, what happened Sunday is a butt kicking. If they lose to the Patriots, you know, or if the Patriots win, uh, you know, by like a field goal or something like that, I don't look at that as a butt kicking. But Dallas winning thirty-eight to three—that's that's that's the a butt, butt kicking. Yeah, that's yeah. the butt kicking. There's a big difference there. I, the, the, you guys are just looking at one aspect of the game. Y'all just looking at the this, this, this stat line in terms of the score. I'm talking about physicality. Uh, no, who controlled I'm the game at, physically? Yeah, I'm looking the at the score because that's what matters. Physically, at the end who of the controlled day. the last two times the 49ers played the Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, and it's been in the trenches, and that's impacted Physic- them more so, so physically, offensively. Physically, you more get your so butt often. kicked. And then if they were their butts were kicked so bad, then why was it? Why wasn't the score more lopsided then? I, the game is the game, but the physically, game the physically, game. physically it's you can get destroyed. Football, and I don't think they were destroyed in those games. See, and I don't think I don't think this. Hey, hey hold up, hold up. I'm not even going to be here on Friday. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm clearly picking the Niners, but at the same time, like I do not think it's been butt kickings at all. Have you felt good about your control of the line of scrimmage on either side of the ball against the Niners? Yes or no? I, I wouldn't say no. No, no, no. This, 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 this is Scantron. Yes, no. or, yes or no? No, 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 no. No, but, no. that's no. getting your butt kicked. But if you, if like, you a man, a man on man, when you put them pads on, if you can't control <laughs> another man from pushing you backwards, you get your butt kicked. I, I think don't feel the like defense, one possession. Is I think getting the your defense. Not on one possession sides has been fine. Like both yeah. of those games, 2021 and 2022. I think the defense was good enough to win those games in both cases. Offensively, I do not think so. I think you got your butts kicked offensively. I really do. I don't think this offense was nearly what it wanted to be in 2021 whenever it was one of the top scoring offenses in the country. And I don't think it was one of what it wanted to be healthy, had their weapons ready to go going into 2022. It wasn't what it wanted to be either. But defensively, this team was ready to play both times. They just didn't get that offensive possibility. I'm sorry, but you don't, if, you don't agree. If we walk it, if they walk into San Francisco on Sunday night and only give up 19 or only give up 23 points, victory across the board. I feel like I feel like the offense can score at least 23 points. Now it's been the offense in the last two years that has been getting their butt kicked. You're right, mm-hmm. but we were talking about the defense, and I don't feel like the defense has no. been getting their butts kicked. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely wise. there's definitely moments in those games where I thought that that the deciding factor was because of that. Like when San Francisco went yeah. down last year and scored, like. To basically was the game winning score. I definitely looked at it as like they were they manhandled yeah. uh, the the Cowboys to a certain uh aspect, but I, I kinda think if Dak plays a little bit better in that game, like I just those two weeks in a row, seeing the way Dak played against Tampa Bay and seeing the way he played in that game, if you just give me Dak in the middle, they win that game. If you think the offense had so much success against the Cowboys I know what blowouts look like. I've seen three of them this oh, year. Yeah. It's not that the Cowboys Arguably defense. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys defense in the past. I mean, without looking, I know you've got like stats up in front of you. Stop looking at. Stop looking at. Look at me. Look at me. Look stats. at my eyes. Where? <laughs> what, what? What? What did the stat lines look like offensively for for the 49ers in that game? I don't. I don't look at the stats. Like I know that. you don't. But yeah. ten carries for thirty-five yards for Christian McCaffrey. That's it. Okay. He had nothing there. Okay. Debo Samuel was four for forty-five. Kittle. Probably the number one target in that game. This is the the 2022 divisional round. Kittle Kittle had five receptions for 95. They have options. They have weapons across the way. And how many of that five for 95 came on that Kittle play down the middle? Uh, 31. Defended by Neville Gallimore, which, you know, that that thing should have been stopped. That should not happen. Also, go ahead and keep throwing balls at at, uh, Trayvon Diggs like that and see how many of those he Mm -hmm. he picks off. Yeah. I don't don't look at them as like they just, oh, they just are so much better. They played on this higher level. Also, if they were really that much better, they probably would have one of those Super Bowl trophies off of these years. 
They don't. It's not that easy. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> well, you didn't know. There's a lot of good players, a lot of good teams that don't have Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, teams that are oh, better yeah. than them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just talking about his, the last few years, Dallas versus San Fran. That's all I'm referring to. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what they're going to be watching. They're going to go back and watch the film and figure out where did we lose the battles. And you're going to have to look in the mirror and say we lost up front. How much do you think the play caller change factors into that? Just because, you know, those previous two matchups, Callum Moore is the one calling the plays. Mm. Now Mike's calling the plays. Like, do you see a, a major difference in way this game could potentially go compared to maybe those because of a different play caller? And because, let's be honest, I don't think we've seen, even through four games, everything that the Cowboys are going to do. No, you know, I mean, there's things that we saw at training camp yeah, that they close, haven't done not yet. Not even that, close yeah. to it. This is, I mean, you're not, as I keep mentioning, you're not going to see what Dallas is capable of until you have your entire starting office line. Facts. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Until you get your starting offensive line and you get your running game going, you're not going to see half the things that Dallas can do. That's mm. not the issue. But in, again, I'm gonna keep stating it. Right, Dallas took care of it last game. You have to win the physicality against San Fran because they physically want to beat you up. Do you think this team can win it? I gotta Coming see, up, I got to see week? what the line looks like at the end of the week. Okay. You guys see who's up front. The Vegas line? All right, let's go Bang. to Maurice in Tacoma, Washington. Hey. You're on Talking Cowboys. What's up, Maurice? Hey, how you doing, fellas? Doing great. How are you? I'm uh, doing good up here in the rainy day, the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Mm. Uh, go dogs, go dogs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm still repping Seattle. You see it. You see it on the hat. You know it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so I got a two-part question. It's about uh, Coach McCarthy and the play calling for the office this week. Lately, he's been playing into our defense, which has been well conservative. Do you think he's going to play the same way against San Francisco, or do you think maybe he might try to attack them? And also, how would you play them if you was Coach McCarthy? Mm. I'll listen up. Thank you, Maurice. Great question and a great segue, too, because we were just talking about the play calling. Um uh, Nick, I'll start with you on yep. this one. Where would you go? So I, I want to start by saying through these first four games, with three of them mostly being blowouts, and one of them where they had to simplify, I don't want to say dumb down, but very much simplify the offense because of the situation up front against Arizona, mm -hmm. they are throwing an offense out on the field in Week 5 that I feel like personally is – a lot different than what we'll, what we've been seeing the first four weeks, just because they haven't had to reach so far deep into their bag. I asked uh, offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer about that yesterday. I was like, "Is does it feel like there's an abnormal amount of things that you still haven't been able to throw out on the field going into a week five compared to previous week fives? And he gave a long-winded answer, but basically the, the gist of it was yes, for sure, and there's an advantage to that. Um, but, you know, in-game adjustments, we'll have to play with those as things go on. Every game is different, blah, blah. But I, I feel like what they can put on the field offensively from the opening script specifically, mm -hmm. they can run a play on that first drive that they have not run the entirety of the season all the way going down because they haven't had to reach that far deep into the bag. So that goes into Mike McCarthy's play calling for sure. What can he do to get guys open? Uh, what has not worked to get guys open against the San Francisco defense in the past? Uh, how much do you lean on that experience? And then how much do you lean on the things that have worked through the first four weeks? I think we're going to see a mixed bag of a lot of things, but I think Excuse me. More than anything, we're going to see vertical play. Finally, I think we're going to see some shots being taken. Mm. Yeah, we saw a lot more of that in camp than we've seen so mar so yeah. far from Brandon Cook. So oh, yeah. this would make some sense to bring some of that out. Also, um, I mean, C.D. Lamb had the touchdown catch on Sunday, but it wasn't really this huge game from C.D. Lamb. I would be stunned if the Cowboys found a way to win this game without C.D. Lamb playing well. 
What was the original question? Uh, what, do you ex- <laughs> do you expect Mike McCarthy to be a conservative play caller or an aggressive play caller? And then what would you do? You got to walk the line, man. You a little bit walk, of both. You got to walk the line. I mean, you, obviously, in this offense you haven't shown. I, I don't even think they showed thirty percent of what they're what they want to do on a mm-hmm. weekly basis. Um, to some of the points that Nick brought up, but I mean, at the same time, you can't come out and start trying out everything that you've wanted to work on um, in a game. You have to be. You have to be able to have repetitions. You got to feel comfortable, you know, because they're going to have their curveballs too defensively. So, um, I think you're going to. It's going to be a mixed bag. You I mean they're both both teams have been saving up some stuff for this game. And like like you mentioned, Kyle, this this game has been circled for a while now, ever since the schedule dropped. So teams have they have been literally putting some stuff away um, in anticipation for this game because they know how competitive it's going to be. This this is not a blowout game on either side of the ball. It's always going to be a close game. Um, it's always going to be a super physical game. Um, it's just one team's going to be more dominant than the other, and it just depends on who it's going to be. Whether that comes from the physicality or whether it comes from being out-schemed, I don't think that either team has out-schemed each other over the past few years. I, just, I don't think it's been an out-scheming thing. I think it's been come down to the physicality side. Yeah, and just whoever wins the trenches, who's tougher, I mean, that's certainly going to play a factor into it. I mean, mentality-wise, it, it's one of those things that you have to play a balanced game, too, mm-hmm. and you talked about that just very briefly yesterday. We got a text from the 2 by 4 by the way, represent 254, uh, asking about Dak Prescott. He said that after the game on Sunday, he was at the podium, he said he was he was peeved about, the, about San Francisco. He said he was upset about it, he was emotional about it, and he kind of walked off the stage, it was right at the end of his press conference. And the 254 wants to know why it's any different than what the past has looked like for Dak. Why, why can't it be different this time around than the previous two? Because we're just talking about it, the offense – was what let down the Cowboys in those two previous playoff meetings. Why can't it be different this time around? I mean, you have a more experienced player who has history to be pissed off about. I mm-hmm. mean, in the short, I guess there's a whole lot of other things we can kind of point to. But at the end of the day, you're talking about some of the best <clears throat> players in the world, literally. And everybody who's in this league is super competitive. And nobody wants to keep getting beat up by the same bully. That's what's happened here. The last two times you, you've gotten beat up, you got punched in the eye, and you've had to walk away and just go and take your bag and go home. And that's what they've done to you the last few times. So as a competitor, as a man, um, you're ready for that next opportunity. It's no different than you, everybody who watches boxing or UFC. You get beat up by somebody two times, like, no, 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 run it back. Run it back. Give me that third time. Well, let's go. You know, nobody gets beaten mad and just puts the controller down and walks away. Like You're like, nah, give me another chance. And mm-hmm. that's what this is. You have to wait another year for another chance, being that you're in different divisions. But that's what this opportunity is. That's why Dak was pissed off. Like, yeah, no, they, they, they've got us the last two times. Like, I don't – okay, you trying to get me there already? Like, all right, let's go. I'm ready for a game plan. Let's, let's start watching film now. To that question, I, I don't feel like there is anything different right now. Through four weeks, uh, what, what has the, the biggest – I guess inhibitor of these playoff losses been lack of offensive execution mm-hmm. and that's been the thing we've had to nitpick through the first four weeks is offensive execution especially inside the red zone it hasn't been a problem getting down the field no. um, when none of us have questioned that I think that's a little bit different if you're absolutely looking for differences and and uh, how, how things have sh- shaped out the last two years but uh, I need to see execution before I feel good about going into a road playoff environment and being able to do what they haven't been able to do in the last two years. So my answer to that, I don't feel like there is anything different right now. And I'll say, uh, to go back to the Dak press conference after the game, we have seen a little bit more of a chippy Dak Prescott mm-hmm. um, this season uh, with the media. It's clearly that he's motivated by the fact of he's got to get, you know, 
well, one, it was the interceptions, leading yeah. the league interceptions. That was the big thing. But then now it's also the Niners. They've been the, like the one thing that has stood in his way uh, from making the, the playoff run that he's capable of making. And, I mean, I remember him on the podium after that game. I mean, he took the blame for that loss, for how poorly he played against the Niners. You know, that just late in that game, that just was not like the Dak Prescott that we had seen, heck, even the week before against Tampa Bay. So I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he's feeling that. And, and to be honest with you, maybe the Niners just bring it out of him because – I'll go back to the game after they lost to the Niners two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the way he didn't immediately um, say that, like, the fans shouldn't have been throwing stuff at the officials was one of the first times I've ever, where I was ever just like, oh, I can't believe Dak said that. And then Gap was given a chance to kind of follow up on it. And he still was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, about it. And didn't say that, like, that, well, that's the wrong thing to do to the point where, like, a like, couple days later, he had he had put a statement about it, you know, like, you know, we, we shouldn't be, you know, fans shouldn't be doing stuff like that. That was, I was just kind of, like, surprised that he would even say that. But it just showed a little bit of just his frustration, which, if it's most players, wouldn't even notice that. But it just, you're so used to Dak Prescott. Been the franchise quarterback since 2016. There's this huge sample size. Longest tenure quarterback in the NFL with, mm-hmm. with, the, with their current team. And you just... You almost never see him say anything where you're just like, whoa, Dak said that? So it is interesting how the 49ers have, have brought that out in him because really, other than, you know, obviously getting to a Super Bowl and winning a Super Bowl, the Niners have been really the only team that have, have stood in his way. There's been the playoff losses to the Packers, don't get me yeah. wrong, but um, the Niners have, have definitely been that team for him that he hasn't been able to get past. So it'll be fascinating to see how, how he plays individually in that game. Yeah, and he was so sharp this past week, too. I think taking that and and building on top of it is going to be a completely different challenge for San Francisco. But he's coming off of a great game. He played well. See if he can kind of replicate that here in week five. All right, we have to take our second break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Troy in Philly and answer a couple more text messages. There are a ton of text messages, and they're really good. We could have a two-hour show if we really wanted to. All right, when we come back with more Talking Cowboys. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. 
jackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. And it's also brought to you by the Fan of the Year, Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Of course, Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Cheers, Isaiah. Cheers. Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. We've got Troy in Philly on the line. Troy, oh. what's going on? Hey, man. How you guys doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Hey, well, uh, um, first of all, John and Nick, you guys are a great uh, addition to the show. Great to have you guys, man. I, I love the insights that you guys give. Thank you, sir. I appreciate uh, that. You. No problem at all. Um, um, first, my first thing is I do. I, I love the conversation around the whole butt kicking versus not butt kicking. <laughs> I kind of kind of agree with John and Nick on it that that wasn't a quite a butt kicking. But I keep in mind that Isaiah played in the league, and you know you got to be a different human being to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I kind of see it. I, I, I see where he is with that. Um, and then my other my, my other thing you guys kind of touched on um, about the offense kind of missing a little something. I kind of feel like, you, you know, you put something on the tip of your tongue and you just kind of – something is missing. Something is not quite right, but I get the offense, the offensive line, and there's something that's not quite missing. I mean, there's something that's not, not quite right about that offense. And I'll be glad when they get it together. But, Nick, you're going to love this one. When are they going to realize – that you have your short yardage back on, on this team. <laughs> I knew when are they going to realize that? I mean, he's right there. And they, they, he showed it to him last week. He showed vision and a little bit of burst. He cut back. Like, this is your short yardage back. I wish they would just stop being cute and realize that this is your guy. And to the whole being bully thing, I've, I'd like to see them third and one against San Francisco line up and just pound it with this, pound it with this guy. This is your short yardage back. I'll be glad when they finally realize that this is your guy and just use it that way. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, of course. Great call. Let's let Nick start this off. Is Hunter Lipke the next next Mike Allstott? I've been trying to be very mindful about my Hunter Lipke bias on this show. Like whenever we talk about him, I just kind of let the the room breathe because I know I appreciate him a little bit more than the average person just because I love fullbacks. Like that's just me. Mm -hmm. And this guy is not just a fullback. He's a versatile weapon. But now that I have the platform, shout out to this guy for being able to – Troy. Shout out to Troy for being able to uh, bring this to the table. 
he's right. And I think there's a really good opportunity going into San Francisco with a Pro Bowl fullback on the other mm, side. And Kyle now we're talking, baby. A guy that we compared uh, Hunter Lipke to as soon as he walked into the building. And yep. he was like, I don't want to be Kyle Juszczyk. I want to be Hunter Lipke. Mm-hmm. He can have a chance to go be Hunter Lipke on Sunday after Ooh. Sunday night in uh, in San Francisco, especially if Rico Dowdle cannot play. Yeah. I think you have to you have to turn up the notch on him. Give him those short yardage opportunities. Give him those uh, uh, pass blocking opportunities as well. So you're saying Hunter Lipke could go into this game on Sunday and turn Kyle Uzcheck into Kyle Huzcheck. Ooh, I didn't say all that. Ooh. that's what I, I heard. Because I love be... Kyle Uzcheck. Like I said, I'm a fullback. You're a fullback. Guy. Guy. Who will be the fullback better fullback guy. by the end of their career? Uh, I, you, I don't know. I don't know. You can't ask me that. I've got my my scouting report for Hunter Lipke, fullback, North Dakota State. And right here, comparison. Who does it say right there? Kyle check. Okay. There there's, there's very few fullbacks that can line up in the slot, yep. and I've only seen two do it in my lifetime at least, Kyle check and Hunter Lipke. The one thing I'll say about that, and and I hope this doesn't happen for your sake, but <laughs> I think this game's going to be close. And when the games have been close this year, which is only one, you just haven't seen as much of yeah. Lipke and Deuce Vaughn and then handoffs to Andre Turpin. Like, <laughs> Do you think they should see more of that even in a close game, though? Because that's been one of the fan questions, by the way. Probably not, no. Okay. I'm, I'm, not I'm trying to – I just – I don't think you have to do – I don't know. Like, I, I guess maybe a play here or there, but CeeDee Lamb's healthy. Brandon Cooks is healthy. Michael Gallup's healthy. Jalen Tolbert keeps progressing, like – the weapons are there. Jake Ferguson is coming off a really big game. Like I, I, I think I don't want to take any of those guys off off the field really in the big in the biggest moments because I think those are your best playmakers. I could be wrong. Well, if Rico Dowdle cannot go, who's your change of pace guy? Now that could definitely open up yeah. some Lipke snaps there. Um, Th- that's what I'm thinking more so. Yeah. Like I, I, he shouldn't have more than five touches in a game. I'm yeah, gonna say that Might right go. off rip. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say this, they don't, talk about a curveball. If they get into the goal line and put Micah at running back, if he, they don't, if they don't have Dowdle, fighting for that, that since would he make was sense. Sure. Oh, this be the game to do it. He was, he's no, it would not. Be. Oh yes, I formation. They Lipke, would take Lipke at fullback, Micah at running back. Yeah, see, even if I have that in my bag, I'm saving that for. Playoffs? January, yeah. Playoffs. I'm not trying to. Are you kidding me? We're trying to win a game. I want them to prepare for it. <laughs> um, this is interesting. From the 615, I, I, I haven't seen a question like this in a long time. But if the Cowboys win the coin toss, what should they do? Should they receive? No. Go on offense? Or should they defer and put the defense on the field defense. first? I think they should go on offense. So why do you think that? Ooh, defense, see, there is some split here. The defense is your best asset. I don't. I don't disagree with that, but I think the best possibility is you having a drive that goes down there. Let's say it gets in the red zone, you score a touchdown, you have the lead. You want Brock Purdy to have to throw the football. That's your best chance to beat them. Uh, if they get out and they get a lead early, uh, I, I don't love the Cowboys coming from behind. I just think that the way this team is built, I think it's best for them to have a lead. I project. I mean, I, I hear you. Yeah, that's a very valid point. I mean, but the reality is, it's most likely going to be a close game, and I, yeah. I don't think either coach is going to say this is going to be a blowout. So knowing that it's going to be a close game, most likely, I want the ball coming out to half. It has been fascinating this year, though, because Mike McCarthy is Mr. Double-Double, where he loves the opportunity of going into the Double half, dip. scoring, and then coming out. Mm-hmm. And so when they've won these tosses and then he's elected to receive, it's surprised me a little bit. But it also speaks to, like you said, I mean, the defense is, is their strength. So I'm with Isaiah here, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I, I understand both sides, but I think I would want the defense on the field first, especially on a Sunday night game on the road. Um, let's say the first half doesn't go great. You have an immediate opportunity to regain momentum in the second half. That's mm. kind of yeah. look at it. Or they could pull a Charlie Strong and just kick both halves. 
<laughs> Remember when he was the coach at Texas? They played UCLA at AT&T Stadium. This is like mm-hmm. 2015, and he kicked to start both halves. He had that much confidence in his defense. No, I think they messed up the coin toss. I'm, <laughs> no, pretty, I'm like 95% yeah. sure they messed up the coin toss. But I mean, that was like a that was a controversy a couple years ago where it was the the verbiage from Dak in a coin toss. Was that against San Francisco? When was mm, that? I don't remember if that oh, was I one. vaguely remember something like it was, that. It was something with the verbiage of the coin toss where he said, we want the ball or something instead of we defer or we receive, yeah. we'll receive something another, like that. Another factor in this game is the factor of the last two times they played them is the 49ers have been more disciplined. They've yeah. had less penalties in both games. That was such a big part of that loss in, in Dallas was the officiating. The, you know, It was that, that time where it was like the Cowboys were just had so many games where they had 10-plus penalties. And then even last year at yeah. San Francisco – uh, San Francisco was a more disciplined team. Mm. I I, I want to ask all of these questions. I really do. They're go on, let's go rapid fire. You want to rapid fire? Yeah, go go go. Uh, okay, yeah, let's say go. Uh, that one just says let's go Ducks. Uh, <laughs> oh, tough. Wow. Tough. <laughs> wow. Uh, Danny J from DC says, "Does Rico's injury mean more Deuce time, or will that go to Malik Davis? Possibly Deuce. Deuce. Oh no 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 Deuce they, no no Deuce has been it has been good for him." Yeah, I think Malik Davis, but to Nick's point, I think Lipke Lipke could get some of those touches too, yeah. Uh, All right, do you think Micah lining up over the center is putting him in harm's way, and that's why he's been more banged up in recent weeks? No. No, no, he's an animal, and so sometimes he's going to get sometimes he's going to get wounded. When Mike goes over the middle, I mean it's it's one on one matchups. They're not putting him in mean, to get washed. Yeah, and I like I love that they move him around. I don't ever want to see him just line up in one spot. Uh, Seneca says, "Do you think Rashard Evans would be a good option for the linebacker spot since he's now a free agent? To maybe pick up some guys. Free agency. <laughs> I'm okay with I'm okay with things at linebacker. I know nothing cool with it. I know nothing about linebacker. If they let go of Devin Harper on top of all the other injuries, and and then how." few linebackers they had on the mm-hmm. initial 53 i know nothing about linebacker anymore with this team uh this one says inside the run or inside the 10 just run lipke pollard simply doesn't have what it takes to punch Ooh. it in consistently i don't, I don't, I don't agree with that i don't agree with the backside of it but no. I'm okay like isaiah with said if you have that full offensive line i think you would you'll think yep. differently about that uh pattern or coincidence dallas has gone 12 and 5 the last two seasons that's an average of one loss per month do you feel like that's the case again this year no no it's another year another year Completely different. Really tough schedule, too. Uh, Which matchup is most underrated on Sunday night from Howard in Virginia? Underrated? Yeah, underrated matchup. Man. Now we're getting to my Thursday. Mm, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably. How you can bland. That's a a high-flying matchup that's not really a high-flying matchup. Yeah. All right. um, And this is the last one I'll leave you with. If I could get a one-shot here. Oh, Jesus. Don't do it. Oh, I'm doing it. Don't do it, Beamer. Um, All right. Here we go. Don't do it, Beamer. Somebody sent this in. That's oh, just Isaiah Stanback on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, it's a Topps Chrome. That's, That's fancy. A, it's a yeah. Topps Chrome rookie yeah. card. Can I get a signed version? Is that a refractor? I don't, it, it looks <laughs> like they've got it in the sleeve. They've got this thing covered they should up. should have it in the sleeve. It's probably like 77 cents You got a refractor online. card? <laughs> He's that good. He got a refractor card. Oh, man. I, I just snorted. That's how hard I like. Should, <laughs> should we tell them? They're from the 407. What should we that? say if they send it in that you'll sign it and send I'll it back to them? Send it to Beamer. All right. Send it. That's a good looking card. It is a good look. I'm going to go back in my collection. I've got a bunch yeah. of cards. I have some in the safe. You guys can have them. Oh, I would love that. That actually. looks like that might be a training camp shot. Yeah, practice. Yeah, practice. All the, ones I, have, all the ones I have say sample on the back because they send them to me before they, they release Oh, them. okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that that's even cool. more limited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Also. Yeah. Let's just open up the open up the safe. Let's make this thing happen. <laughs> really all quick. Right. Um, that, that weird coin toss thing happened in December 2019 against the Rams. Uh, Dak had said. Um, 
we want to kick it, but then followed it up with we defer to the second half and the mm-hmm. ref got confused. But they they did not kick both halves. Yeah, it but, sorted out by the yeah. end of it. But I remember in the second quarter, everyone was freaking out. Yeah. Like yeah. in the press box. Yeah. In the it was fans, a big story on TV, too. Yeah, TV, like everyone was like, is this what's about to happen? And then it, it <laughs> as long fun. as he didn't say, we want the ball and we're going to score. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for us here on A Talking uh, Tuesday. Fantastic questions, guys. Yeah, great stories. callers, great questions on the text line as well man it's so much fun previewing this matchup we're going to be back tomorrow talking about the cowboys defense versus this san francisco offense it's going to look to try and kick the cowboys butt this week again a lot of film tonight. <laughs> a lot of film. Hitting the film all week. Isaiah's going to come back tomorrow, and we're going to have this all figured out. He's going to have the game great. plan. He's going to be the steps to win the it's game. It's going to be a great Done. Game. It's over with. We're also going to hear some national storylines from John Machota. That's right. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Plenty more to come. For Chris Beam, for Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys.